our biggest challenge is still our biggest challenge. It is, you know, we're a streaming service. It's all about content. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Beer, and alongside of me is my co-host, Ed Fletcher. And we're next up. Ed, how you doing today? Doing fantastic, Mike. Thank you for asking. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So we have a guest this week. Her name's Bonnie Comley, and she's the founder of Broadway HD. Broadway HD is kind of this niche streaming platform for Broadway shows, much like your Netflix or Hulu, right? But this is a little bit smaller, a little, a little bit more of a niche market. So Bonnie, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you so much. Cool. Cool. Yeah, of course. We're, it's a pleasure. Believe me. Um, so can you kind of explain what Broadway HD <laughs> is a little bit? Well, you did a great job. Broadway <laughs> HD is a streaming platform where a subscription service that uh, our niche is uh, theater. So for the fans of horror that go to Shudder or the fans of anime that like Crunchyroll, the theater fans go to Broadway HD. Um, so much like Netflix, we operate with a subscription service, um, which means you sign up and you can sign up for a month or you can sign up for a year. Um, we have now over 350 full-length stage plays and musicals, uh, mostly from Broadway and the West End, which is the UK equivalent of Broadway. Um, but we are now in COVID actually getting content from other uh, outlets, other theater producing organizations around the world um, as things sort of uh, loosen up a little bit with the COVID restrictions. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, it's definitely really hard right now with COVID, but um, I'm sure with that all the, everybody going online in the virtual aspect has helped Broadway HD a little bit. Yes, you know, I mean, we've, our subscriber numbers have popped definitely, but we're not the mm -hmm. only, you know, streaming service that whose uh, subscriptions have popped. Right. Um, everybody's home, everybody's locked down around the world. They're all just looking for, you know, they're all just staring at screens somewhere yeah. where you yeah, can't yeah. go out anywhere. Um, so yes, but the Broadway industry itself, where we, you know, we are, are a member of the Broadway League, which is the trade association of uh, the Broadway industry, which is the theater owners, the producers, the presenters, the general managers. We're part of that industry. So in addition to Broadway HD being a streaming service, we're also an affiliate member of the Broadway League, which means we're a service business to this industry. And our industry is just leveled. Um, there's yeah. uh, just in New York City alone, there's 100,000 people that work on Broadway and about 85% of those are out of work and have been out yeah. of work since last March so yeah it's just really it's really um, tough out there. You know, it, it really is <laughs> tough right now for the, uh, for the Broadway industry it's definitely um, it's, it's terrible it's absolutely terrible it is it is but yeah. we're hoping that you know when we come back we're not sure exactly when that is but when we come back things are going to be you know even better than they were um mm -hmm. it'll be you know the industry will be stronger there'll be more uh more diversity, equity, inclusion, um, you know, so a lot of the yeah. things that there were things that weren't quite perfect about a business. It's our opportunity um, to reset and make things even better when we reopen. Yeah, I think I think that it'll be even stronger when we all come back because everyone is so tired of just sitting at home. We're, Everyone's going to be so eager to get back out there. Exactly. Experience they're, everything. They're waiting to gather again. They're waiting to, to celebrate. They're waiting to, you know, go, go to a live events. Um, the, exactly. You know, the reason why they went to the theaters in the first place, just to, you know, a shared experience. Right. Um, so, Bonnie, um, our, our next question, and this question is kind of tailored to our brand. Um, what do you think inspired, inspired you when you were younger to be next up? 
Um, I think, you know, my company Broadway HD just celebrated our fifth anniversary um, last October. So that industry is, you know, that business is only about five years since we launched, about two years prior to that, that we were, you know, ramping up for it. But I've been in the entertainment industry for a very long time. Um, of, you know, um, about like 35 years. So um, I think the, you know, the whole sort of next up thing was my undergraduate degree is in business. Um, and then, uh, you know, a business degree, I think is sort of like, you know, when you get like, when you're a doctor, you know, you, 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 you're a doctor, but what, what's your specialty? And I, I know that's how I looked at it was I had a business degree, but I loved the entertainment industry. I love show business. So I wanted to get into show business. So I went for a master's in TV production um, and journalism and then, you know, got into that. And then, but right away, I started in on a, uh, a show that was doing theater and entertainment and nightlife that was digitized. Um, so I always saw that as, um, as an opportunity. And I think that, you know, that like where where do you want to see yourself you know five years 10 years 35 years from now i always wanted to be doing exactly that um so i knew what i wanted to do and i pretty much knew what i didn't want to do <laughs> that's so, pretty cool yeah. I, I i i think a lot of people don't necessarily know exactly what they want to do and it's i mean it's okay to not know exactly what you want to do but it's also okay to know exactly what you want to do and there's benefits to both yeah. And yeah. I think that, you know, what, if, if nothing else, what we've all learned in the last year is that you need to be flexible because you can right. have mm -hmm. exactly your, you know, I have this vision and this is where I'm going, you know, and the world can just deal you something else. Right. Um, <laughs> which I think, you know, for the, for the, for your next up audience is exactly, you know, for the, for business, you know, students, for potential entrepreneurs, I think that, um, you know, living through a pandemic, living through this kind of chaos, it's perfect training. <laughs> you know, as awful is. as it is, you know, there's the upside. You didn't know, you know, you probably all had to, were in a classroom, then you had to get out of a classroom. You're going mm -hmm. to school, you're, you know, you're not going to school, you're online, you're in person, you're, you know, Zooming, you're, you know, I mean, all of it. That sort of chaos, not knowing, just not knowing. With, you know, mm -hmm. having to deal with uncertainty on a minute by minute, you know, in real time is, is amazing training. So as much as it sort of, yeah. um, what's the negative word? Let's say stinks. It stinks to, right. you know, <laughs> to uh, be living in pandemic and not be able to socialize in the way that your parents were able to socialize. I think that, yeah. you know, you'll have other skills, you'll have other things that you're going to be really good at. Um, I think that, you know, the the internet is a great leveler um, and it is allowing people that wouldn't necessarily be the ones that would shine in person for whatever reason. Um, it's allowing them even in education to, uh, to, to find their moment to really step up um, because it, you know, the, it, because online, everything's kind of leveled. Everything, we're all sort of, even mm -hmm. um, right. as long as you can I, get yeah. Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you get that Wi-Fi connection, we're all kind of even. Um, exactly. Which, you know, for exactly. internet businesses is amazing. It's an opportunity again for everybody. I mean, look at all the things that sprung up out of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, we've accelerated businesses that 
you know, were a seed or an idea or a concept someplace. And now these are full up and running businesses, you know, right. so there's that sort of thing. So as much right. as it stinks to be living through a pandemic, and I don't mean to make light of it or be dismissive mm -hmm. in any way, but, yeah, no. um, but, you know, I mean, I think for, you know, for anybody, especially for young people, um, you know, look for, look at it as the opportunity that it can be providing for you. Yeah, exactly. Right. And at least for us college students, I mean, we're 19, 20 years old. This is the most amount of uncertainty we've ever had in our lives, um, <laughs> by far, probably. And we don't know when it's going to end. But um, as you said, a lot of good things did come out of it as well. Right. A lot, yeah. a lot of people so have well a lot more prepared. time. <laughs> yeah, you'll be so yeah. well prepared, you know, better than anybody else, exactly. better than any, you know, generations before you. Right, exactly. So Bonnie, um, back to back to Broadway HD. When when you started it out, uh, what would you say your biggest challenge is uh, or was, and how did you overcome that? Our biggest challenge is still our biggest challenge. It is, you know, we're a streaming service. It's all about content. It's about new shows getting up in front of people, and our challenge always has been getting the content. Um, we still are fine um, because we're looking outside of the 41 Broadway theaters, which, as I said, are all shut down for the foreseeable future. And we're looking to the West End in London. We're shooting in Australia. We're looking for partnerships with other producing organizations around the country that are going to open up before Broadway. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's about uh, looking for um, partnerships. It's about accessibility. Um, for me, accessibility was huge. I didn't grow up going to the theater um, mm -hmm. as one of uh, four children in a middle-class family, you know, Broadway and theater and theater and you know, <laughs> ballet and uh, opera were not, you know, it's just not on your entertainment radar. You know, you're right. not going to bring, you know, two, two, two adults with four kids. You just, they're not going, <laughs> you know, they're not buying all those tickets, yeah. you know? So, um, so I think that, you know, when I finally did see a Broadway show as an adult, it was, you know, this stuff is amazing. Look at this. Look at the yeah. talent that's on that stage. These people are awesome. These shows yeah, are amazing. Incredible. You know, more people should be seeing this. So I think, you know, that was part of the seed years ago of, you know, for Broadway HD of, of opening this up to other people. So there's the, you know, bringing down the barriers, whether those barriers are access to the geography, if you don't happen to live in New York City or in the tri-state area to get to those 41 Broadway theaters, or if you're, you know, living in the U.S., that you don't get to one of those touring theaters where the Broadway shows come through, or if it's about the economics, um, you know, the when we were up and running um, back in uh, back in, even in the early March of 2020, um, mm -hmm. you know, an, an average price ticket to a musical was $125. And that's yeah. probably not on a Saturday night. So that was $125 if you were going by yourself. You know, exactly. that wasn't, you bring in somebody, you're going to have uh -huh. dinner, you're going to pay for the, you know, the, the parking and the yeah. tunnel and the, yeah. like all Travel of that. Travel fares, whatever expensive. else you got to Yeah, it's an expensive, uh, expensive evening out. Um, and the other thing with Broadway HD that I've always been um, mindful of uh, is access to whose shows get to be seen. Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, a, you know, I'm a 61 year old woman. You know, my my career has always been that, um, you know, sort of the, the, the lesser than the I'm the, you know, quite often I'm the only woman in the room kind of thing for some of these mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, 
because of that, I'm I've always been mindful of, hey, you know, where are all the women in these Broadway shows? The Broadway League, as I mentioned, is the trade association for the Broadway industry, and they have been keeping the demographics of who actually buys a ticket to a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. And as long as they have been taking those um, statistics and making them available, the, 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 the ticket buyer basically hasn't changed. It mm-hmm. is an over 40-year-old white woman who has you know more accessible income um, mm-hmm. and usually a higher uh, education right you so. know and as you go outside of new york city the the what they what they earn get got higher and you know <laughs> their education quite often got higher mm-hmm. um, and yeah. so if you look at you know so that's the ticket buyer that's who's been buying the tickets for years but if mm-hmm. you look at who's actually making theater even back in the last full season that we had, the 2019 to 2020 season, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's men. You know, I mean, it's more men are the ones that, you know, there was only, I think, three women directors out of the 41 Broadway theaters. There was two lyricists, one composer that was female. And the, you know, the other underrepresented people, you know, any of the BIPOC people, those statistics are even worse. You know, so I've always been mindful of that and saying, you know, again, that internet is a leveler. If Mm -hmm. I can find shows by women directors, by women composers, by, you know, women lyricists, and I get an opportunity to shoot them or license them, I'm going after them. And then I can put them up on Broadway HD on the internet. So they're sharing the same, you know, the same space as Andrew Lloyd Webber and Shakespeare, you know, so it's not about just who gets to see the shows but whose shows get to be seen. And I think that that's a huge piece in our uh, accessibility. What tips do you have for someone trying to start their career and or uh, kind of create a company? It's, you know, for for the business school terms, it's all risk and reward. So how much risk are you willing to take and what reward do you need? You know, some people are perfectly satisfied working for other people. I think I made the analogy before about, you know, renting versus owning a home. If you rent an apartment or you rent a home, you know, something breaks, something needs fixing, you call a super or a landlord and they're going to come and fix it because it's their problem and their expense. You know, unlike a business, if you want to start your own business, you are responsible. You're responsible for raising the money. You're responsible for, you know, I, I mean, and it's, you know, payroll, you're responsible for, you know, I mean, even in the pandemic, I mean, I am so fortunate with Broadway HD that I didn't have to lay anybody off. I didn't have to furlough people. Um, I have colleagues in the industry who put together this amazing team of, of employees and they had to let them go. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, the entrepreneur, that's the, mm-hmm. the owner, that's the boss's job is to have to, you know, go to people that are doing a fantastic job and saying, yeah. you know what, I, I can't pay you anymore. Um, you know, and it's not just, I mean, pre-pandemic, there were still those occasions where you'd have to say, you know, your job is, you know, become obsolete. You know, yeah. we're cutting that division. It just doesn't work. You know, there those sorts of things are the you know, um, the, the heart wrenching pieces, the, as they said, the, yeah. the financial risk that you have to take. Um, I think, you know, those sort of the pros and the cons, if you want to start it when you're younger and out of business school, um, it's harder. Um, it's harder 
you know, everything is harder if you don't have, uh, you know, a, a, a nest egg, the financial support. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you have to worry about paying your rent, you know, paying your cell phone bill, paying for your whatever, why, you know, whatever your Wi-Fi right. connection is, <laughs> all of those bills, and you have to worry about how you're going to make your student loan payments. You know, it's harder to say, hey, now's the perfect time to start a business. You know, um, but on the other hand, you know, the earlier you start, I think thinking about those things or learning and getting an entrepreneurial head to you. Um, I think that, you know, it makes it easier to step out at the right time and everybody's right time is their own personal right time of when you need to step away from a, a job or an employer and say, I'm, I'm going to go do this on my own full time now. Um, so the younger you start, the sometimes it's like you have nothing to lose, you know? And I think right, that, right. you know, when I look at people's resumes and I see, I'd rather see like people try stuff and see epic mm-hmm. fails than just somebody who just kind of bumped along in a, you know, yeah. just doing the, you know, doing the minimum. Um, but I think right. that, you know, the, uh, as I said, the, the rewards for entrepreneurship, the rewards for having your own business are huge. Um, mm-hmm. You can, you know, leave a legacy. You can build a business and, and, and have it acquired and, you know, make back the money that you invested plus more, Uh, you know, and so for younger people that entrepreneurship doesn't necessarily mean one company that you take from infancy, you know, through IPO, but it could be, you know, something else that you sell to somebody else or you fold into another company. Mm -hmm. Um, And that sort of, um, that sort of risk is, is big, but the upside is greater. Right. Um, so I, it's like, what's your appetite for sleepless nights? Uh, yeah. Financial burdens. But you already went to college, so, you know, or you're in college. But, you know, the, the, you know that's also the, the entrepreneurial thing. It's, it doesn't have to wait. It doesn't have to wait till you get out of school. I mean, exactly what you're doing with a podcast. You guys are on Christmas break. It's whatever time it is, they're still sleeping. You know, yeah. they, these sort of things, I think, show... A, an entrepreneurial spirit uh, it's that putting in the extra work you know my dad owns his own company and you know he's always saying there's no competition before mm-hmm. 9 a.m or after 5 p.m and that doesn't right. necessarily <laughs> mean that you have to work you know 14 hours a day although i saw him work 14 hours a day but yeah. what it means is you put in extra effort so mm-hmm. you know when your semester is done you're still doing something on your break you know you're listening to a podcast in 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 the car or wherever you're commuting you're you know having lunch with somebody um another thing that i think is really helpful with um you know younger people uh students and early career is mentorship um i am a huge as is my dad a fan of mentorship so he always mentored people and felt like you know train somebody to be able to do your job so that you know that that job is being really well done and then you can take your focus and look at other business development. And I think that is something that, you know, young people can start really early. So whether that's, you know, in college looking for a professor to be a mentor after you leave or asking a professor while you're there to, I'm looking for some mentorship and I think I want to go into theater or business, you know, or I want to be an accountant, you know, like who, who's a good person that way. And the mentor doesn't always have to be the first fit 
at the first sign of, you know, like whoever's out there. Right. Um, but I think mentorship yeah. uh, early career. And then I'm a big, per, you know, believer in like paying, you know, paying forward, giving mm-hmm. back, um, you know, uh, that once you, you know, once you get where you're going or once you're on your road to, you know, mm-hmm. to look back and, and mentor somebody else, it's also, um, it's a huge opportunity and you can, yeah. you know, you can really learn from other people, even if you think you know it all. Right. Right. Cool. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> and the Fine. resources are there. Sorry, Mike. Sorry. The, re- the, resource- the resources are there. I mean, you just got to ask. Yeah. yeah, you know, and while you're in school, it's the time to ask. It's harder exactly. after you're already out to say, oh, excuse me, do you remember me? I was in your class yeah. as a junior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, ask now, ask now. Um, exactly. You know, they right. might say, you know, call me next year or get back in touch with me next year. But, you, know, you can start yeah. those conversations early. Right. Bonnie, we, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast and, and, we're, and we're super appreciative of your time. Um, we're happy that you made yourself next up.